This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the latest edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull and the Cleveland Browns. For the first time in the history of this podcast, are going to the playoffs. Yes, indeed. The Cleveland Browns on Thursday night football destroy the pathetic and pitiful New York Jets. I was told by many people, well, Flacco won't have his usual game here because the Jets have a good defense. The Jets are a joke. Their franchise is a joke. So are the Giants. New York teams should both be cut out of the NFL. They're a disgrace, and they're on national TV too much. But let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the fact that the Browns have made the playoffs. 37-20 is the final. They're 11-5. Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year. Joe Flacco is the comeback player of the year. And Miles Garrett is the defensive player of the year. There's no doubt about it. It's been a magnificent season. And when I come back, in just a few seconds here as part of the podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers. We will break down everything that happened in a wild Thursday night in Cleveland. The Browns finish 8-1 and one at home in the regular season. Still alive. They've clinched a, a playoff spot. They've locked themselves into that five spot. But, well, at least in terms of the wild card. But if they win again next weekend, and if the Ravens lose their last two, probably unlikely. But if it happens, the Browns could win the division and could potentially even be the number one seed. We'll get to that later. But for now, we get to everything that happened on Thursday night. The highs, the lows, there weren't many lows. There were a whole lot of highs. Offense, defense, they did it all. We'll get to it all. Coming up right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. I felt great about the Browns winning. Uh, I was arguing with Tyvis this week on UCSS that the, he thought it'd be a close game. It wasn't, it never was. The Browns do it again in dominating fashion, beating the Jets 37 to 20. Almost all of the scoring in this game was in the first half. I believe they had a stat that it was the first game ever to have over 50 points in the first half and no touchdowns in the second half. The Browns exploded for five touchdowns, five touchdowns, 34 points in the first half, four offensive touchdowns, one pick six. The Jets scored 17 in the first half, and both teams got a field goal in the second half, and that was it. Jets did get one defensive touchdown. How did we get there? Let's go back to the beginning. The Browns got off to a great start. It was not a great start 90 minutes before the game. That's how far we have to go back. We assumed all day that Amari Cooper would play despite being listed as questionable. He worked out before the game, and he could not go due to the heel injury. 
So coming off the greatest performance by a wide receiver in Browns history, he couldn't play. So the Browns have survived so many injuries this year. Joe Flacco has played so great, but with him facing the best pass defense he's faced since joining the Browns and being without by far his best receiver in Amari Cooper, there's no way Joe Flacco could throw for 300 yards again, but he did. In fact, he did it pretty much in the first half, only 296 yards in the first half for Joe Flacco. He finishes uh, on the game with 309. The Browns did not throw the ball much in the second half. They didn't. You know, and Elijah Moore got hurt, and he actually was playing really well in this game in the absence of Cooper. It was David Njoku and Elijah Moore early, and then Elijah Moore got hurt. They were double and triple teaming Njoku. It got tricky without both Moore and Cooper. Didn't throw up much in the second half, but they did so much in the first half. It was more than enough. Once again, an outstanding effort by the defense on this day as they held the Jets' offense to only 10 points. Uh, excuse me, only 13 points because one of the scores by the Jets was uh, a pick six on a, a weird play. Flacco got a player up in the air and kind of made a bad throw and, on, on a screen pass after some play action. After, outside of that, Joe Flacco was pretty much lights out. He missed a throw or two in the second half, but again, nobody was open and he, they weren't throwing much. But in the first half, he was absolutely incredible. We go back to the first drive of this game. Let's do it. Browns start at their own 25. With no Amari Cooper, they run the ball on first down, and what was a sign of things to come, the Browns, who have been unable to run all for about five, six weeks here, Jerome Ford gets off to a great start, goes off the right tackle. Uh, James Hudson gets five yards to that side, so a nice second and five to start it. Joe Flacco hits Elijah Moore. It's a big first down, except they call offensive pass interference on Elijah Moore, one of the few calls that went against the Browns all day. So now you're looking, instead of a first and 10 at the at the Browns 44, you're at a second and 15 at your own 20. And I, for a moment, I'm like, oh boy, not a great way to start with no Amari Cooper. You're thinking, okay, they're going to have to punt their first drive. And, and then they get nothing on second down, an incomplete pass thrown to Ford. So you're looking on your first drive, third and 15 at your own 20, Joe Flacco, which this was the first quarter, a short pass to David Njoku. He goes 36 yards, does most of it. After the catch, David Njoku has been a yak king of late. So a third and 15, he gets 36. The Browns have a, a first down at the 44-yard line. They go to Jerome Ford on the ground. Two plays in a row after that, he gets another first down. Then he stopped for a, a one-yard loss. Second and 11 at the 35 Again, a long gainer to David Njoku. This one, instead of, uh, it wasn't as much yards after the catch. It was a deeper throw by Flacco. Set him up first and goal at the seven, and it didn't take them long to score. Screen pass to Jerome Ford. He takes it into the end zone, and just like that, in under four minutes, the Browns had a 7-0 lead. But surprisingly, the Jets scored even quicker when they got the ball. The big plays on their first drive Really, the only time the Jets were able to go down the field was the second play from scrimmage in the game. Trevor Simeon hit, uh, hit Garrett Wilson uh, deep down the left sideline for 22 yards. There was a penalty on the Browns, but Miles Garrett was offside. didn't matter. That was really the only downfield pass the whole game. They ran it after that, and then on a third and five at the Browns 21, Trevor Simeon hits Brees Hall in the middle. He's able to scramble into the end zone for a touchdown, 7 Seven, but that would be the last time 
that the that the Jets would be tied. They would never take the lead in this game. Browns got the ball back after a quick drive by the Jets, and they marched right down the field again. Didn't do anything on first down, a second down play, another big run by Jerome Ford. Ford having his best game in weeks. He All of a sudden, he had some vision. He was much more patient. Leroy Hort talked about it this week on UCSS. He's got to show some patience. Got to get north-south once he sees it. He did a much better job of that today. Jerome Ford, 16 yards, gets a first down at the Browns, 41. Joe Flacco fumbles two plays later, but is able to land on the ball. But the Browns are looking at a second and 18. They go six yards to Njoku, and then on third and 12, 43 yards to Njoku, another big gainer. Uh, This is another big yak play on a short pass to Njoku. Gets the first down and a whole lot more. First and goal at the seven. They had first and goal at the seven of the first drive. Jerome Ford catches the pass for a touchdown. First and goals on the seven on their second drive. And again, they score a touchdown on first down. This time it's Kareem Hunt on a running play up the middle. His ninth touchdown of the season. And the Browns take a 13-7 lead. The Browns then uh, kick off the ball. The Jets fumble the kickoff. The Browns get the ball. Uh, and they start at the Jets' 12-yard line. They're on it. Now, oh, one thing I should should say, this is important. We talked a lot about the kicker and punter this week. Uh, Riley Patterson, the Browns' kicker, who they picked up, replacing Dustin Hopkins, he misses the extra point on the second Browns' touchdown. Now, the reason I bring that up, beyond the importance of that and looking into the playoffs, is that the, the, the Browns, after the fumble, couldn't get a first down. They were looking at fourth and four at the six-yard line. They decide to go for it. Now, a lot of people will say, well, they went for it because Riley Patterson just missed an extra point. I don't think so. This is Stefanski's M.O. He likes going for it. They're inside the 10-yard line, and he's thinking what I'm thinking is that even if you don't get it, the Jets got to go 94 yards, unlikely to be able to march down the field, even though they did it one drive they did it for one drive it's unlikely and they really didn't do it the rest of the day after that after that first drive they're stopped on fourth down the jets so the jets get it back starting at their own six yard line third play of the drive after they do get a first down trevor simeon throws it up the middle a ronnie hickman steps in front of garrett wilson catches the ball we've talked a lot about ronnie hickman and how great he's been He picks it off and goes to the house, a 30-yard touchdown interception. The Browns take a a 19-7 lead. They get the extra point, and they're up 20-7. And and really, it was never a game after that. Both uh, the the Jets fumble, or the, the, the Jets punted. The Browns then fumbled. And again, you know, it's another one of those games. The Browns lead the league in takeaways. They lead the league in giveaways. They had two fumbles in this one. The first one on this drive David Njoku, another big catch, 15 yards. It was a great play by C.J. Mosley coming out of nowhere and chopping down on Njoku. He was holding it fine. He lost the ball. Jets took over at the Browns 40, but didn't do – excuse me. Jets took over at – yeah, the Jets took over at the Browns 35. Sorry, at the Jets 35, and only went five yards. They had the punt. The Browns got the ball back. They marched it down the field again. Joe Flacco hits Elijah Moore in a third and goal at the eight for a touchdown. Browns go up 27-7. A couple of big plays on that drive. That was Elijah Moore's drive. He it, The first three plays of that drive, uh, Flacco to Moore for six, Flacco to Moore for one, Flacco to Moore for 24. 
So he had four catches, and he got the touchdown, as I mentioned. He had four catches and five targets on that drive. Pierre Strong had a nice run on that drive. Browns up 27-7. Jets then uh, punt the ball away. Browns get it back. Joe Flacco, the play I talked about earlier, uh, play action, tries to throw the screen to Njoku, fakes it. The defender goes up in the air, and then he throws it. Not a good decision by Flacco. I thought the, it was only a bad decision of the day. Intercepted and returned for a touchdown. Uh, and, and, and so it's a pick six for the Jets, and it, it goes for a touchdown there. 37-yard touchdown for Johnson makes it 27-14. But the Browns got the ball back, and then four plays or three plays into the next drive uh at a they, they got a second and seven joe flacco again to elijah moore gets him to midfield 22 yards elijah moore against her on the play if you saw it he got his helmet rammed really hard into the ground so he i'm sure has a concussion uh he ain't playing next week but he should be okay for the playoffs hopefully and then at the 50 yard line joe flacco short pass in the flat to jerome ford and this was one of Jerome Ford's best plays as a Cleveland Brown. Breaks tackles, makes, I mean, was was very elusive, made some great moves. 50-yard touchdown, put Joe Flacco at 296 yards, I believe. Put the Browns up 34-14. The Jets would get a field goal before the end of the half. And that was it. The second half, nothing doing. The Browns did turn it over. Uh, Pierre Strong fumbled in his opportunity. The Browns blocked a field goal early in the second half. Jets and Browns both made field goals in the fourth quarter. Not much doing, not much to talk about in the second half. And in the end, it's a celebration on the lakefront. The Browns win 37 to 20. That's the final. Uh, again, not much from the offense in the second half. That's fine. Jets have a good defense. Browns had a ridiculous amount of injuries that piled up with the receivers. And they were up big. And it was, it, it you know, they got a little conservative. I'm fine with that. Overall, Fantastic performance by Joe Flacco, who's been absolutely magnificent. I said it in the beginning of the game or the beginning of the podcast. I'll say it again. Joe Flacco is absolutely the comeback player of the year. The DeMar Hamlin story, the fact that he's able to be on an NFL roster is great. He should not be the comeback player of the year. It should be a separate thing. Give him an honor for being alive. It's incredible. It's amazing. But he hasn't played. He's only I think, played one game all year. Joe Flacco was on the couch six weeks ago. He's been the best, arguably the best quarterback in football, one of them, for the last five weeks. 19 of 29, 309. He's thrown for over 300 yards every game, three touchdowns, one pick, uh, and he was great. Used his legs to get out of trouble, used his legs to make some throws. Uh, he's no statue back there. I said he was, but he's certainly not. Uh, David Njoku leading the way, caught six of eight targets, most of it in the first half. 134 yards. Elijah Moore, five of six targets, all in the first half where he was injured, 61 yards and a touchdown. Jerome Ford was sensational. I've been hard on this guy, deservedly so. He had 12 carries for 64 yards, two catches for 57 yards. In total, 14 touches for 121 yards and two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt carried 10 times for 31 yards and a touchdown. Uh, just a great, even Pierre Strong, who did fumble, but four for 29. The Browns running backs that have been awful lately, they combined for 26 carries for 124 yards. 
That's just under five yards per carry. That's a great job. Also in this game, Jordan Akins made one nice catch for 28 yards with a big play. Harrison Bryant caught two of three targets for 14 yards. The young guys didn't do anything really in this game. Cedric Tillman, one catch for eight. David Bell, two catches for seven. They were targeted a combined seven times. Defensively for the Browns, an absolutely another great performance at home. The Jets moved the ball on that first drive right down the field for a touchdown. They would only they their their other points, uh, their other offensive points were two field goals, one when the game was over. Uh, the other touchdown was a defensive touchdown. Sione Taki Taki all over the place, led the Browns with 16 tackles. I mean, he was a monster out there. He seemed like he was in on every play. He also had a pass defended. JOK, who's been uh, just an absolute star, uh, certainly a pro- would be in Pro Bowl contention, second on the team with 11 tackles. He had two tackles for a loss, as did DeAnthony Bell, who played well. Deron Harmon had a tackle for a loss. He played great. Uh, not much doing in the passing game. It was all dump-offs outside of that one pass to Garrett Wilson. Martin Emerson got picked on that play, but mostly played well, had two passes defended. Same for Greg Newsom. Miles Garrett breaks the sack, the sackless streak. He does have one. I thought he'd have three. He he was in the backfield all the time. I'll give Simeon credit. He got rid of the ball quick, but that's why everything was a dump-off. Couldn't get it down the field because Miles Garrett was just beating the shit out of Mackay Beckton. He owned him, and and there was nothing he could do. Miles Garrett was killing him. He forced him to commit penalties. Ronnie Hickman did a nice job. He has the pick six for the touchdown, a pass defended. He had four tackles as well. Juan Thornhill made a couple of big plays in this game. Shelby Harris blocked the field goal. Alex Wright had another sack. He's been real good lately. Zadarius Smith made a play. It was, it was not a sack. He tackled uh, Simeon for a ba- It was no gain. It was you know, if he was a half a yard further back, it would have been a sack on that one. Just a fantastic overall performance by the Browns. I'm so happy for all the fans. This is so much fun. This team is absolutely so much fun. And hopefully they can get Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore and maybe Ogbo Okoronkwo and maybe Grant Delpit and hopefully Dustin Hopkins. Uh, the punter, Matt Hack, today did a good job. So I'm a little less worried about that. But with the kicker missing an extra point, he did make a field goal late. You need Dustin Hopkins back. Hopefully these guys are all ready for the playoffs. We'll see about next week. I'm already being asked, should they play their players against the Bengals? It depends what happens with the Ravens. If the Ravens beat the, the Dolphins, the Browns cannot win the division. If the Ravens beat the Dolphins this Sunday, it's over for the division. The Browns are absolutely locked in the five spot. And they should absolutely sit all their key guys. I would not play Flacco or Miles Garrett or Ward or any of their key guys next week if the Ravens win. But if the Ravens lose to the Dolphins, then the Browns absolutely have to play whoever they can on Sunday. Now, if it's a questionable guy due to injury, yeah, you're not going to push it. Uh, guy coming off a concussion or whatever. But you got 10 days of rest. And hopefully the Ravens will lose because if the Ravens do lose to the Dolphins, the Browns will be alive to win the division and potentially the number one seed in the last week. But first, the Ravens need to lose this Sunday at home to Miami. The Ravens are favored. They've been the best team in the AFC. But let me tell you this. The Browns, the way they played tonight, the way they have played for the last month with Joe Flacco, can absolutely 100% win the Super Bowl. I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm not promising you they're going to be there. Listen, uh, things are so close they could lose in the first round. I wouldn't be shocked beyond belief. 
you know what? I, I'm going to rephrase that. I, I I would be shocked. The way they're playing right now and the fact that in the first round they're probably going to play uh, an AFC South team, I would be shocked if they lost that game. But so, but after that, who knows? Anything can happen. These, you know, obviously Kansas City's still dangerous. Baltimore's really good. Buffalo's playing great. Miami can be dangerous. So after that, who knows? But I'm telling you, there is no doubt, zero in my mind, that this team is capable of going to the Super Bowl. Their defense is as good as anybody. Joe Flacco is playing as good as anybody. I know there's been turnovers. I know it's been too many. I know it might cost them at some point. But this season's been wacky, wild, and crazy. They lead the league in takeaways. They lead the league in giveaways. It's insane. But Flacco is playing out of his mind. He's breaking records that are unbelievable. This guy already passed. He, he's, he, he only needs like 20 yards, I think, to pass Johnny Manziel on the all-time Browns passing list. And he's played five games. He has been a revelation. I never, ever, 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 nobody could have predicted this. Nobody. Even if you wanted Flacco to play, even if you were saying they should sign him at the beginning of the year to be the backup, there is no way on earth that anybody could have possibly thought Joe Flacco would have played this well. It's impossible. It's improbable. It's crazy. And the Browns are a legit big-time Super Bowl contender. There is zero. Uh, did I say the Jets are a Super Bowl contender? I don't think I said that. The Browns are a Super Bowl contender. There's no doubt in my mind. If I did say it, I'm sorry. I've had a brain freeze. The Browns 100% are Super Bowl contenders. Joe Flacco, the running game, you know, they needed that running game. They finally got it today. Hopefully we can see more of that. Kudos to the offensive line. They played great. Flacco was not really touched. I don't think he got sacked. Let me just double check that. Let me look at the stats here. Was Joe Flacco sacked? He was not. Two weeks in a row with a makeshift offensive line. The guards and center are healthy again. Two weeks in a row, Joe Flacco not sacked. Unbelievable. The interception was just a great play by Jermaine Johnson. Good job out of him. But Joe Flacco was outstanding. He was efficient. Best completion percentage of the year for him. Best quarterback rating of the year for him. The running game was fast. Everything was great. I'm nervous about the kicker. He didn't miss an extra point. But besides that, again, the fill-in punter, Matt Hack, was great. The passing game, fantastic. The running game, fantastic. The defense was outstanding. Kudos to everybody, and kudos to Kevin Stefanski. What a job this man has done. Anybody that was ripping him, criticizing the play calling, you should be ashamed of yourself. People were whining in this game early when he went for it on fourth down. Take the points. Take the points and stick them. Browns won the game. They kicked ass. 37-20. They're 11-5 with no Watson, no Nick Chubb. No left tackle. Two tackles, two right tackles out. Miles Garrett's been a banged up shoulder. Denzel Ward has missed games. So has Greg Newsom. Anthony Walker's been out the last two. Juan Thornhill missed a bunch of games. Delpit's missed a few. Okoronkwo's missed the last three or four. Maurice Hurst out for the year. They lost their kick returner. They lost their kicker. They lost their punter. And none of it matters. All this team does is win. They've gone from being the softest franchise in football to the toughest franchise in football. And I think they can beat anybody. I don't care who you put in front of them. They've beaten the Niners. They've beaten the Ravens. They've beaten everybody. And, and there's no doubt in my mind that this team is capable of getting to the Super Bowl and going to Vegas and having a party. So celebrate it. Have fun. This is awesome. You get to just watch football and relax this weekend. Root for the Ravens to lose. But if they don't, 
it, you know, it is what it is. You're going to have to play on the road. But I could see a scenario, by the way, where the Browns finishes the five seed and the Bills finishes the six seed and they play each other in the AFC Championship game in Cleveland. I could see it. It could happen. It's possible. Don't count the Browns out of anything. Again, eight and one at home. Remarkable. They least amount of passing yards, least amount of rushing yards they've allowed at home in a season since the 70s. The Browns have broken all kinds of records. Joe Flacco's broken all kinds of records. Kevin Stefanski is a no-brainer coach of the year. He's going to win at least 11 games with a team that has the most money on the on the IR, second most players on the IR, most important players. The Texans have half their guys in the IR and nobody's. The Browns have lost so many key guys. I've probably left out five guys. They didn't have Amari Cooper tonight. Elijah Moore gets hurt. It never ends with the injuries, and it never ends with the toughness of this team. Unbelievable performance. That's it. I'm out of breath. I'm tired. So I'm going to wrap it up for now. But we'll see you on the UCSS. We'll see you on the podcast. No podcast this weekend, of course, because the Browns are not playing. I love you all. Thanks to Monzo and Max for being here. Thanks to all of you for watching. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the thumbs up. Do it all. I love you. Enjoy it. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy everything. We'll see you later. Right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Playoffs. 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 Yeah. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.